Ahoy, everyone. I'm the comic book hunter, also known as Hunter. Hello there. I'm History of the Flash, but you could call me JD. And welcome to A Hero Story, episode 34. For those of you who are new to A Hero Story, A Hero Story is a podcast all about superheroes, where we talk from live action to comics to gaming, anything of news-wise that happened that week, as well as we talk about the comics that came up that week that we read. Today's comics in DC are Batman number 63, uh, Justice League number 16, Aquaman number 44, Shazam number 2, and in Marvel, we have The Avengers number 13, and that's about it. <laughs> but uh, we usually start off with the news first. For that being said, we'll start with the news, starting with live-action news. Our first bit of live-action news is Black Panther is kind of showing off here recently. Black Panther has been nominated for about seven Oscar awards. I think one, two, pretty, three, four, pretty, five, six, seven. Pretty, yep. pretty crazy. And, one, and the biggest one being Best Picture, of course. Yep. So, the, yeah, the nominees are Best Picture, Best Original Music Score, Best Costume Design, Best Sound Making, Best Production Design, and Best Sound Editing. So. What do you think? What do you think of that best picture? Um, that's I, I didn't realize if you're a mediocre MCU film, you get best picture. <laughs> yeah, I said it. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's very shock. I did not expect that at all. I thought of anything, maybe best costume design. That might be it. I, I was thinking best original music score because I knew the album was quite popular and it was an original. Oh, good album, point. Yeah, the Kendrick Lamar one. So I was expecting at least one sound one and maybe costume design. But I don't know. I like Black Panther suit in uh civil war better than i did in his actual movie i did too but just the people of wakanda in general had really good costume design not yeah, just that's true and t'challa was nice and yeah but yeah i like the civil war suit yeah. better too yeah nominated so it's been a, getting more hate than love online i find like if you go Unless to your blurred vision of course yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean go to any single picture saying like or post saying black panther has been nominated for these awards top comment will be overrated no matter what thing, it's going to say just the word overrated or this movie's overrated or yeah. something like that. Which, I, you know, it is overrated, but I'm a spread a little Yeah, I mean, any, anytime, anytime you give a film a 90, what is it, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, you like give it that. like, you know, Best Picture, uh, Oscar, you know, anything like that, it's going to be called overrated because... I feel like no film is really like a deserves a 97 or 98 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That being said, I don't think Rotten Tomatoes is a good judging system because, like, we've talked about this in the past. If it get, if a movie gets a six out of ten and above, it gets counted as fresh. But if, yeah. if you rate a film a six out of ten, I don't think you like it that much. But that yeah. being said, you know, maybe, maybe I like I prefer IMDb personally, which I think gave Black Panther like a seven point nine or somewhere around there. Yeah, uh, and that's probably yeah, what so I would best give picture it. Nominee. Yeah, I, think, I mean, I don't think it's going to win. I'm, I don't watch the Oscars or anything like that. Oh, uh, I do. You know, I just, oh, I'm not brave enough for politics, Obi-Wan. Ooh. But uh, <laughs> but I, I just, I don't know, Best Picture, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't even seen any of the films that have won Best Picture in the most recent years. Like, uh, what was it, La La Land and, uh, or, uh, Shape I don't of know, Water. whatever won it, like, last, Shape of Water, I haven't seen it. Oh, so, uh, yeah. Oscars don't really matter to me, but this is the first time the MCU has been nominated, right? Or, yeah, the first time. Mm -hmm. For Best Picture, at least. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, this is the first time any superhero movie has been nominated for Best Picture. Yep. I think there's definitely been superhero movies that are more deserving. <clears throat> Dark Knight. But, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, Best Picture, I don't picture something that, like a superhero <laughs> film, especially one that I find fairly mediocre, but I don't know. How do you feel about it? Um, I don't think it's going to win. I don't think it deserves all these nominations either. However, I'm not going to be like, it's overrated because, you know, it, we know it is. But 
let's kind of shed some light here. It's a superhero movie that's in the Oscars. Like, that's pretty big, no matter who you are. Like, we're superhero yeah, fans. Superhero movie. This, you're literally listening to a superhero podcast, so you must like superheroes. So it's pretty... Just think of it that way. A superhero movie is being... All these rich people are going to watch a superhero movie be nominated. So, yeah. Yeah. Think, think of it that way. Uh, we got some more nominations for superhero movies. That's not all, though. It's not just Black Panther. Avengers Infinity War was nominated for Best Special Effects. So, yay. <laughs> I thought the special effects for, like, Thanos were good, but, like, for some of them, they were terrible. Like, I thought Iron Man suit looked terrible, and I thought some of, some of the shots with Spider-Man suit looked terrible. And there's one scene that'll always pop in my head. Remember when uh, Bruce Banner sticks his head out of the Hulkbuster? Oh, yeah, it's like a bobblehead. the crap I've ever seen. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> yeah, they should have just but, kept I mean, the Thanos was on. really good, and... Yeah, yeah that's like, the thing. Like, like, wall. <laughs> like, Thanos looks amazing. He looks real. But that's about it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. when they're on Titan, it looks like they are on Titan. When they're in Wakanda, it looks like they're in Wakanda. It's just Iron Man, kind of, his new suit just kind of doesn't look right. And like you said, same with sometimes with the Iron Spider suit or sometimes even with the Stark suit alone. Just doesn't yeah, look that the good. Stark suit looked weird. So um, it's nominated. Congrats. I don't think it's going to win, though. I really what, what is it up against? Anything big? Uh, it's like up against, uh, right? off the top of my head, First Man, uh, Christopher Robin... And that's all Ready Player One. Is Ready Player One, 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 yeah. That's another one, yeah. I heard I haven't seen that one, but I heard that one had good effects. Yeah, it had really well the, half the movie was effects, so it's yeah. really good. Uh but yeah, congrats yeah. to them. There's another superhero movie that was also nominated for award. Last one, uh Into the Spider-Verse, nominated for Best Animated Film. Which I haven't seen any of the other animated movies in the category, but I already vote into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> I've seen them all actually, but I still vote into the Spider-Verse. I see a lot of movies, I'm starting to realize. H- Hunter and I are polar opposites. Hunter sees like every movie that comes out. I see pretty much just the superhero movies and an occasional like regular movie. Like I saw Halloween and all the superhero movies uh, in twenty eighteen. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you need to see more movies. Like La La Land was really good and Shape of War was really good. I'm sure whatever wins this one will be good. It's probably Stars Born, but that's just my prediction. Okay, we got a little, we got a little, uh, you know, predictor here. Yeah, um, I don't I know. Said, my mom liked. My mom saw Stars Born, I believe, and I think she loved it because she bought the album for it. So it's super maybe good. Maybe that'll win. <laughs> it's super good. I do think Into the Spider Verse has a huge chance because I saw all the anime movies that are nominated, and I think it has the best chance of winning. I have a lot of hope. I, I hope so, because if we can get more animated movies like that, like especially with that style, but more animated comic book movies, and if that actually went to theaters, I think that could be really dope. Yeah, that style's beautiful. Like you said, I think it would work best with Spider-Man and Flash. I Flash. was thinking the same thing, Flash. And Mitch Gerard's the artist, drew a Flash uh, variant cover that looked, like he said, was inspired by Into the Spider-Verse, and it was really dope looking. Mm-hmm. So uh, here's hoping. I mean, I think... We're getting more Spider-Verse spinoffs. Apparently, we're going to get a Spider-Gwen movie, which with Miles in it and Peter and all that is just going to focus more on Gwen Stacy instead. I'm really looking forward to that. Spider-Verse 2 apparently is happening, also starring Miles, so excited for that as well. And apparently, we're going to get more on 2099 all that. Spider-Verse, if it wins the Oscar, that just motivates them even more to make the movie. So, calling it next Spider-Verse sequel or spinoff will come out in 2020, the end of 2020 really okay I, didn't that one take like four years to make though or something like that i feel like they're already working on something so yeah i mean it, it grossed like what like 300 400 million 
Yeah, which I guess like is it, it. It didn't make that much as expected. I don't See, think it, 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 it had a stigma around it because, like, I would tell some of my friends or family members, like, "Oh, you, like you like superhero movies? Go watch Into the Spider Verse." And like, "Oh, it's animated." Like, so what <laughs> if it's animated? It's awesome. It's really good. Yeah, I feel like sometimes in superhero movies, animation works better. Like, this is my favorite Spider-Man movie. So. Yeah, it's my favorite comic book movie of all time. I'm still standing by that. Shocking. Uh, if you remember yeah. from our podcast review of that, I said that. And I still stand by it. So I really, like, I can't, when this drops on Blu-ray, I'm buying it. Like, I can't Same. wait. No, <laughs> I'm going to watch it a lot. Oh, hell yeah. But yeah. Okay. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's numbers. about it for live action news. Just Oscar stuff. Um, Next up in news is comic no video game news again we're not really going to get much video game news for a while if you like until like e3 maybe but yeah, next maybe. up we have on the comic category there were rumors heavily rumored that dan didio and jim lee uh two huge people in dc comics dan didio uh i don't know what his job role is exactly i don't remember the title do you dc editor-in-chief i think or something like that sounds Main about editor? right and jim something lee like uh recently kind of took jeff john's right. place so he, he was an artist at, G- at DC for a while. He still is, but he is now like DC Entertainment lead. No, maybe I'm wrong. Well, He's president, right? D- yeah, president, president. That's it. Yeah. I'm trying to think of their lead, their roles off the top of my head. Uh, they are rumored to be getting fired by DC. Do you know why? Uh, DC wants to get back to their roots. That's what the CBR are. And take it with a grain of salt. But, uh, it says that they want to get back to their roots and focus on what made DC great, which is like basically any time between 1994 and 2006, 2008, maybe 2008, maybe even 2009, maybe like when final crisis came out or flashpoint came out, but yeah. Yeah. So they're going to get back to the roots apparently and getting Didio out is maybe part of that. Uh, us, Hunter and I, are not really fans of Didio. I know he's great to writers. Like, he treats them well. And every writer speaks very highly of him, including Joshua Williamson in our interview. And I watched an interview with Tom King where he said that Didio is a great guy. So uh, I don't doubt that Didio is like a good person, but I don't like some of the decisions that have come across during his reign. One of which being, you know, legacy characters not getting treated so well. And I just, I, I don't know. I, I think that we deserve better, especially for legacy fans who grew up with these heroes. And yeah, maybe without Didio in there, we could get, you know, a Wally title or an actual Nightwing title or Kyle Rayner Green Lantern, Tim Drake, something other than Robin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, he's definitely a great guy, I'm sure. We haven't. I've never spoke to him personally, but I'm Get sure him he's on the a- interview for a hero story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day, but right now, like, I'm sure he's a great guy, but he does have a passion to, he has this heavily, heavy passion of wanting to kill off Nightwing. <laughs> and he's like, com- if you ever hear his quotes, quotes from Comic-Cons, they're like, uh, why do you hate uh, Wally West? And he's like, so people don't ask me why I hate Dick Grayson. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, uh. Um, why won't you let Nightwing like age? And he's like, because Batman can't age, so Nightwing can't age. So we shot him in the head. Like what? Yeah. Come on now. Like I can see Nightwing becoming like a in his thirties. He's been in like his high twenties for ever. I feel like around high twenties. But I mean, I anyone who knows me knows I'm a huge fan of the Dixon run, and that's like the definitive Nightwing run. And like I wish we could get something like that again because Nightwing hasn't been great in so long. Yeah, it has. I thought he had. I thought it was unpopular opinion but i thought it was amazing at the start of rebirth i thought it was like one of the best nightwing runs for sealy i like sealy's run and i like humphrey's run 
Yeah, but yeah. Other than that, I haven't liked much of Nightwing. Humphrey's run was okay. It was very short, though. It was only one arc, I believe. But Seeley's yeah. run, I thought, was but almost perfect. I loved it. They brought him back yeah, to no, Bloodhaven. Yeah. Like, whew. It was good, but it wasn't great. And I, I say it was great, great. Nightwing. <laughs> I say it was great. But yeah, <laughs> I did do... have a few Wally West crossovers, so. I'll yeah, it that. could definitely be better. And, you know, Dan Didio, he doesn't like Nightwing, so he wants him gone. He doesn't like Wally West, so he wants him gone. And he got that wish. He's like, you know what? I don't like Arsenal. Hey, Tom King, how about you? How about you get Harley Quinn to kill him? He's like, Ooh, <laughs> hey, uh, hey uh, Tom King, why do you whack him? Yeah, why do, you, why do you just whack up Arsenal? Maybe I'm dead. I have Superman discover it, you know? So <laughs> that, that happened <laughs> uh, for Heroes in Crisis. Like uh, Tom King's even said, like, he may be writing the story, but Dan Dadio's calling the shots. Tom King didn't actually say yeah, that. Yeah, but I think. then he backtracked on that statement where he's like, don't blame Didio, this is all on me. But I'm like, which one is it, Tom? You said both. Yeah, so I feel like... I don't think Tom King has the power to just kill off, like, Wally West and Arsenal. Like, the writer of Green Arrow should be able to do that. Joshua Williamson, the writer of Flash, should be able to choose that. Not Tom King's, like... Imagine, like, you're Joshua Williamson. You're in your office. You're writing a huge Wally story. Then you get a phone call and be like, Hey, uh, the guy writing Batman, he's going to kill off your character. <laughs> it's like, oh. He's be like, how, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, it kind of sucks. But I don't think Din Didio deserves to be fired. I think he deserves to move job positions. Like, maybe just stay. I mean, I just don't want anyone to be fired. But honestly, he's just making fans angry at this point. So maybe just like move to a position where you don't have say in who dies and who doesn't and be a happy Dan Didio man without ruining people's comic book characters. Jim Lee I, I on the other think we need an, I, I just think we need an editor. I don't mean to interrupt, but I think we just need an editor that's like, that loves, you know, the Silver Age, the Bronze Age, the Legacy Age, you know, like I want the to modern age. all the, yeah, like all the characters because like. Didio obviously had a passion for the Silver Age, Silver Age characters. He did not have a taste for the legacy characters. Now, I don't want somebody who just wants legacy characters. I mean, it would be cool, but just, that just wants legacy characters and doesn't care about, you know, Silver Age characters. Get a good mix of both. Yeah, like, I like obviously, I prefer Wally West over Barry Allen, but that, and Barry Allen leaves, I'm okay with that as long as Wally West is on the platform, but that doesn't mean I want, like, Bruce Wayne to leave, like, Diana Prince to leave. I don't want clark kent to leave like i want those characters too i just i prefer their legacies for the most part so we just need a good mix mm-hmm. exactly uh jim lee on the other hand might be getting fired i don't know why because jim lee doesn't really have much say in that stuff like i don't know what jim lee okay i'm just a guy who runs a podcast right now so <laughs> i don't know too much <laughs> about this stuff all i know is jim lee makes some super sweet variant covers so I don't know too much about what he does art. right now. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know what he does right now f- as far as, like, job-wise besides... I mean, the- even even when Jeff was president, I had no idea what he did. I just knew he was president, but I don't know what that means. <laughs> what do they do besides the occasional variant <laughs> cover? So, yeah, I don't know why. Granted, take this rumor with a great assault. It's just a rumor. Nothing's confirmed. And as far as we know, Dan Dio and Jim Lee are still working away right now in their jobs. Dan is yelling at people for liking Dick Grayson. Jim Lee's probably making a variant <laughs> cover for a Justice League issue coming up or something. But probably just a rumor. Uh, something that's not a rumor are the news of the week. We had our solicitations for both DC and Marvel. So just gonna go through yeah, yeah. Them real quick. Solicitations for those who don't know, those are like comics coming out. We get the look at their cover and what the comics coming out are gonna look look like and what they're gonna be about. 
So we get them every month or so. This week we got our look at all the solicitations for April. So all the comics coming out in April. Uh, we'll start off with Marvel, I guess. Anything big happening with Marvel? Uh, for Amazing Spider-Man, Craven the Hunter is going to be gathering up all the animal-themed Spider-Man villains like Vulture and uh, Rhino and so on. And he's going to have them all try to kill Spider-Man. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Venom has a sword and Venom. That, that's cool. Uh, besides that, uh, Thanos is getting a miniseries. So a six-issue series. Uh, and Gamora yeah. will be in it. And there'll be flashbacks to child Gamora. Gamora. I, I, I had read somewhere that Thanos' consciousness is going to be going into one other hero. I guess this was revealed in Guardians of the Galaxy number one. I didn't read the issue, so I don't know this for sure, but I thought I'd read that. Thanos' conscious is going to go in somebody else's like body, and they had like a bunch of pictures of people. And one of them was actually Daredevil. I was like, what the hell is Daredevil doing there? <laughs> <laughs> Strange. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy number one came out this week. I didn't read it. I saw it at my comic store when I went to get my comics, and I kind of like flipped through it real quick. And Thanos is in it, but I didn't read it. I just looked at some pictures, so I don't know. Uh, The Avengers number eighteen coming out in April will be starring the team that we talked about about three weeks ago on the podcast that look literally like the Trinity from DC. So there's a character that looks like Superman in a way who can fly and has super strength. Character that looks just like Wonder Woman but in black with a sword. Character that looks just like Batman but a bit more gold on him. And they're going to be in it. Uh, don't know much about these characters, but they're called uh, the Squadron Supreme of America. So, they're led by Agent Coulson. Yeah. So interesting. Uh, besides that last thing in Marvel that seems interesting is the. Uh, what's it called? The War of Realms. It starts. So we got a ton of covers, variant covers, and whatnot. War of Realms is a story coming out in April, which stars Thor apparently having a baby daughter or daughter, baby sister, sister who kills people. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the full details aren't really out yet, but basically, a ton of monsters from Asgard come to Earth and they're just like, we're going to destroy Earth. And so. Pretty much every superhero is involved. Miles Morales is going to have a big role in it for some reason. We'll find out. Uh, Hawkeye is going to be involved. All like the minor heroes like Daredevil, Hawkeye, Miles Morales, like I just said. As well as Loki being involved. Punisher, Wolverine. Basically, if you know a superhero in Marvel that's alive, they're going to be involved. Except for Hulk. Because I don't see Hulk on any of these covers. But yeah, <laughs> uh, there's going to be a ton of uh, kind of side stories. I forget the word. Side stories. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like add-on? Uh, not add-on. I don't know where you're talking about. Tie-ins. Uh, tie-ins. That's tie-ins, it. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. There's going to be a ton of tie-ins for these issues uh, in both Avengers and Thor specifically. So, yeah. Uh, I think we'll read this. Are you reading this, JD? Possibly. When does it release? April? April. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I Maybe. think I will. So, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll review it on the Hero Story. If not, JD, I probably will. I mean, it's basically another huge crisis event in a way which marvel hasn't done in as about long as a year better, as long as it's better than civil war 2 we're fine <laughs> yeah i mean miles ross has a big role which makes me a little nervous because he had a big role in civil war 2 <laughs> great character except for when he's the lead of a crisis event but yeah. uh yeah we'll uh, we'll check it out and we'll get back to you dc yeah. comics solicitations just real quick some important things uh superman coming in crisis yeah heroes like, in crisis the- uh, the, ver- the, uh, the cover is Wally and his family, which uh, every Flash count, including me, posted. Uh, and the uh, like, little blurb of it says that the hero is or the uh, killer is revealed, and I'm like, oh god, why is Wally on the cover where where the killer is revealed? <laughs> oh god, don't do it to me. Yeah, oh, 
nervous. I'm nervous. <laughs> it says uh, the, the description is for Heroes in Crisis number eight is you've seen all the clues. You've heard the testimonies and eavesdropped on the secret confessions of the world's greatest superheroes. Now, with the killer revealed, it's time to find out why. What could have driven a hero to the brink to turn the saviors into murderers? Rift from or er, Rift will form between old allies and the Trinity of Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman will have the leadership challenge and will question their own judgment. Sanctuary has become something they will never imagine and is still potentially carrying on without them. So I guess just reading that now, it confirms that the killer is a hero. Yep. <laughs> so. It's look it's looking more and more like it's Wally, and I'm really scared that it's gonna be Wally because, like, oh god! But that would go in line with the suicide, like the new Suicide Squad rumor. And on the last DC live stream, they showed their comics of the week. They showed Suicide Squad number fifty, which is the end of that Suicide Squad run. But the host of it was like, "Yeah, but it's the end of like this run. There'll be new runs in the future." So, well, there always will be. Suicide Squad, a new Suicide Squad with Wally West. Oh god. Um, a new Suicide Squad would be nice. I don't want Wally on it, but. I mean, they did in New Fifty Two. They had Suicide Squad, and then it ended, and then they brought it back with a new team, and the new team was amazing. With like, Daniel West, I actually like that. Title. Yeah, Daniel West was on it. Deathstroke, Black Manta, like it was really yeah. good. So, and just since Suicide since two thousand sixteen, they've been using the Suicide Squad movie team, and that's it. So, yeah, which are very kind of like actually, boring the, characters. The new Suicide Squad from New Fifty Two is like the only. Quinn book I've ever liked. <laughs> yeah, same. I mean, Suicide Squad Rebirth started off good. It had Jim Lee on art, and then it kind of just failed. Oh, well. uh, Deathstroke is going to be crossing over with Teen Titans for a little arc called the Terminus Agenda. Uh, yay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we don't read either title. Yeah, we don't read the titles. It's Deathstroke versus Damien, and he kind of like plans to pit the Teen Titans against each other to have them all fight, so... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, besides that, Action Comics is just a basic story about CIA, but it, I mean, I've been enjoying Action Comics a lot, so I'm sure it'll be good. Vitch's yep. the Super Sun will have Jonah Hex involved, so we don't know why yet. <laughs> Aquaman 47 is going to be ending the whole amnesia arc where Aquaman's like, Who am I? I am Andy. And it's like, stop, you're Arthur. But it's ending it in Aquaman 47 coming out in April. Uh, Nightwing, take notes, God. (laughs) Yes, please, Nightwing, please do this as well. So the Amnesia story only lasts seven issues for Aquaman. Well, Nightwing, we're already past seven issues, I think. Yep. But yeah, uh, Justice League, the variant cover shows Aquaman on it. So Aquaman could be returning to the Justice League in April. Uh, Batman number 68, he's still doing the Nightmare arc. We'll be talking about that today during our comic talk, but still going. <laughs> Do you see that cover with, like, uh, Selena? Uh, it was, it was kind of weird, actually. And I think that's the main cover. Yeah, it is. What it's the? like Selena on, like, a bachelor party with Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, and two others I don't recognize. And then Batman saying, I don't know why she's not picking up. So I'm like, what the hell? And, like, holding a <laughs> cell phone. Yeah. So, yeah. I, don't get it. <laughs> I, I thought it really... was a variant at first, but I'm like, nope, that's definitely the main cover. Okay, well, <laughs> Batman 69 is, says the Dark Knight's breaking through the bad dreams, so it's possibly the end of the Nightmare arc. So I'm guessing, we were talking before the podcast, and JD was saying that he thinks this arc's going to 75, but it seems, to, according to these solicitations, that it's going to 70. I only thought it was 75 because uh, Tom King had talked about how 75 is like something, I guess, huge is going to be happening with Bruce. And uh, I figured 
that was going to be the buildup, like the nightmares lead all the way to 75. Maybe. I don't know. We'll uh, see. Batman and Laughs, number four. Uh, so still going on. <laughs> no, I'm just saying on that. <laughs> uh besides that detective comics number 1001 peter tomasi is still doing it thank god he's still the writer and he's gonna be introducing the arkham knight to dc comics it's not gonna be jason todd it's gonna be someone else we don't know who i'm 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 skeptical about the arkham knight but i think it could be cool i think it could be cool i mean he has a great design so uh the flash uh will be dealing with a whole trickster arc where trickster is taking over central city i'm sure jd likes the history of that um, I, I prefer Barry with uh, James Jesse as opposed to with Axel. I find Axel to be more of a Wally villain because that's where he was introduced. So, yeah, I'm glad that Trickster is with, you know, he's with the old school Trickster. The old school Flash with the old school Trickster. So, yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, Green Lantern. Hal Jordan is apparently joining the Black Stars and his first job is to kill Adam Strange. Uh, Grant Morrison can be confusing at times, but he's good. Th- th- so. that, that'll be number six, which is like halfway through season one, quote unquote, because he said it's like a 12 issue season, you know, like a TV show. Oh, basically. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so halfway point, that should be interesting. Yeah, true. Just, Justice League Dark, which I see you scrolling past now. Justice League Dark is amazing, and it's like one of my favorite titles in DC currently, and it kills me that Hunter doesn't read it, but I know he'll be back in the summer. I'll uh, be back, yeah. yeah. Justice League Dark, awesome. Go read it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it looks like they are against Dr. Fate, which sounds amazing. So Dr. Fate's one it's of my favorites. It's what they've been doing now, so I guess, lead, I guess it leads to that. I love Dr. Fate so much, so I, I want to read it. Justice League, <laughs> not Dark. This regular thing is doing uh, Justice League number 22 is going to focus on the Legion of Doom again, and Brainiac's going to be involved. So they're doing a whole thing like Brainiac versus Lex Luthor. So two smartest people in a way. It's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Uh, Nightwing number 59 hints that Rick Grayson might be back, and I quote the official solicitation. Join Rick Grayson and the Nightwings as they learn what it takes to be a team and what happens when you fight for who you truly are. Varian cover shows Nightwing on it, so Rick Grayson yeah. might become Dick Grayson once again, and uh, we might get our Nightwing back. It's been And a we while. also have a new writer on Nightwing. Uh, Dan Jurgens is taking over, writer mm-hmm. of, most importantly, The Death of Superman, or most famously, The Death of Superman, but he wrote most recently, I think, Action Comics and Rebirth, and I can't think of anything else in Rebirth, but definitely Action and Rebirth. Action so, Comics was really good at the start of Rebirth. So he did like the Oz effect and all that. So yeah, yeah, and he did the Should whole uh, the, this huge arc where Superman, Lex Luthor, and Wonder Woman versus Doomsday. It was super good. I loved it. So yeah, and I, and I guess that uh, Scott Lobdell's short-lived run will be very short-lived. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws number thirty-three. Uh, the cover shows uh, Jason with longer hair. For those who don't know, he's had a buzz cut for like the past. Uh, I want to say like five months maybe. So he's getting his hair back. So yay. And he's also going to be uh, apparently getting rid of Oswald Cobblepot. It doesn't say kill. It says getting rid and becoming the crime boss in replace of him. So Okay. Okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's Shazam. about it. Shazam. <laughs> Shazam is like, I don't know what it is. It's a Shazam in the seventh land. Like- yeah, it's yeah. basically continuing on, on what to, uh, this week's issue was based on. So, first arc, I guess. It's yeah. interesting so far. Yeah, so, I mean, Shazam's had a few delays recently, so. Yes. Because it's Jeff Johns. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, that's Old why it's, it's April and we're only at number five, but, you know, should be good. Should be good. And the uh, Superman's going to be fighting uh, Oz. I don't know if I said that or not, but him and Superboy are going to go to the galaxy to fight uh, Jor-El. 
and all this fate and we find out the fate of general zod so yep i'm super excited for that general zod was last seen being sucked into the being trapped in the phantom zone with Rogozar, and Rogozar and and, and this sorry not to throw this solicitation includes zod and jor-el which is awesome because maybe they could finally meet again i've yeah. been wanting this for so for so long <laughs> jd has wanted this since before jor-el was even back jd's been wanting this it's before. all i want <laughs> he's been wanting this before hero story was a thing before history of the flash was the thing he, that's Possibly. what he likes <laughs> and now for some sad news get the get the violin out the world's smallest violin for this news i don't really care <laughs> titans has been canceled officially thank god while we're just thanking you this was a mercy kill honestly like the book was so bad it was kyle, even kyle rayner couldn't save it i just ugh, terrible it was dying titans i mean it was good to start and then they're just like like we were saying then didio was just like hey how about we uh shoot Dick Grace in the head, kill Arsenal, kill Wally West. So the writer was forced to change teams. He changed the team to still having Nightwing on it, which was short-lived since he got shot in the head, but he changed it to Raven, Beast Boy, Miss Martian, Donna Troy, and Steel's daughter, who goes by Steel. <laughs> they kind of all took over, and then eventually when Dick Grayson was shot, Kyle Rayner took, him, uh, took Dick Grayson's place, and it's officially getting canceled for being too bad. They focus too much on relationships. I mean, Titans could be a series where it's a bunch of friends who are superheroes and adults. But no, they're just like, they're a bunch of people that are wanting to kiss each other and occasionally do superhero things, but complain a lot. So Just fight the entire time. Yeah, so it was canceled, unfortunately. We got our last cover by Francis Monopoly, or variant cover, and it looks beautiful. So I think I want to pick it up for that yeah. cover alone. But yeah. Rest in peace, Titans, and rest in peace, the new age of heroes, which uh, after well, Metal ended. Except for one. Still, oh, except for one. still yeah. one new age. Yeah. So after Dark Knight's Metal ended last year, uh, Scott Snyder and DC kind of were when like, okay, we're going to have a bunch of new superheroes come, and we're going to have their own titles. We have one called Damage. We have one called The Silencer. We have one called... Uh, Sideways. Sideways, yeah. There's probably more. Uh, those books started and their first issues sold pretty well as far as I know. I heard Sideways was amazing and then flash forward to almost a year later and they've all been cancelled. So, <laughs> I don't think Except they're selling the well. The Terrifics is the only one around. I mean, you go into a comic store and you see like Superman on a cover and you see this random person that no one recognizes. I mean, you understand. New, new, I feel like new characters are best when they're kind of built off another book. They weren't even in Metal. But they were like a metal book. So look at like Jessica Cruz, for example. Like she started off in Justice League and she was in the Justice League book for like two years before having her own series. That helped her a lot. Same with like... Yeah, build a fan base. Yeah, exactly. So you got to build a fan base and these books just didn't. And so it was expected they would be canceled and may them rest in peace. Except for Terrifics, which is a team of heroes that we already know. Like Plastic Man and Mr. Terrific and phantom girl and metamorphos or something uh i don't yeah, read the title right. but it's still going and it's probably because people know these characters and so they're reading it i know uh comic prince on instagram loves this book so rest in peace and yeah, that's it for the news peace. i guess <laughs>
That was yeah. a lot of news. Way more than I thought that it was would be. Half an, half an hour of news. All right. Let's get on to the comics because I yeah. think it's comic time. Uh, we'll start with uh, Batman number 63 because I really feel like talking about this book. Batman <laughs> number 63, part of the, night- <laughs> part of the Nightmare's arc. Uh, so we're in Bruce's dream. Interesting, right? Uh, he's dreaming of the wedding and he- he's like, she's not coming. And he's he almost looks like he's about to jump off the building. And then well, that, that's what it was. Clean- and then remember? all of a sudden Selena comes and she's like, at, eh. and and then she's like, wait. So it's everything that we wanted, everything that we wanted in Batman number fifty for Selena to show up at the last minute. But so yeah, it's like wow, this is actually going right. Then we yeah. get like a little bit of internal dialogue from John Constantine. Awesome, love Constantine. It will, well, yeah. It's, little- I mean, when Catwoman appears, she's in her wedding dress too. So it's what could have been. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, what we wanted in Batman number fifty. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I for the record, I hate bat and cat, like calling them bat and cat. Oh, it drives me nuts. I'm okay with uh, Catwoman calling Batman bat, but not Batwoman calling her cat. I think it's so dumb. I just, uh, I, drive, I hate both of them. It drives me insane. <laughs> Ugh, gross. Um, so then Constantine keeps telling Batman that he's in a dream, and every time he's like making out with Selina, and Batman is like loving this dream. Like he's living the life that he wanted. It reminds me a lot of the Batman the Animated Series episode, Perchance to Dream. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. Oh, there. I know. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So th- that aspect I definitely liked. I, I love the whole like kind of dream sequence thing. And the issue that I wrote like on my Instagram about Eobard, I wanted it to be a lot like this, actually. Um, so Batman is really ignoring Constantine a lot. Like he's like, I'll protect her even if like, you know, because Constantine keeps telling her she's going to die. And then he's like, I'll protect her. Uh, Bruce joins Selena in the shower. Awkward, but OK. Constantine <laughs> sitting on the toilet, which kills me. <laughs> Is it just the panel? It's like, okay, I, a lot of people hate this art. I don't mind the artist. Uh, what's his name? Do you know his name? Off the top of your Mike Jannon? Yeah, Jannin? so some people hate it because it kind of looks like 3D rendered, but which it is. I don't, I don't mind it. I think it looks I pretty good. I think it's good, but this one panel kills me when Batman joins her in the shower and he like he pokes his head around the corner and goes, I thought cats do like water, and he has this weird grin on his face. <laughs> He's doing this weird hunch, and it just... It made me kind of chuckle when I read it. So the Chad Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the biggest chin. I know Batman has a big chin, but it just looks funny here. Okay, yeah, go on. <laughs> All right, so uh, he joins her in the shower. Uh, they go to take down Two Face because he's Two Face. Everything has to be two, which also drives me crazy about Two Face. I feel like he's so much more than just two, but yeah, every writer has to do two. Uh, he went to a football stadium and a baseball stadium, so Bruce and Selena split up. Bruce took down Two Face at the baseball stadium, and uh, Constantine's like, "You're letting her there alone." And then uh, the, anyway, they end up back at Wayne Manor. Meanwhile, it's stately Wayne Manor. Uh, they're setting the clock. The I clock like this that opens part. The back cave. Yeah, this was interesting. She's like, uh, oh, we should just get a remote. And then he's like, you have to say it's, this is 1048. It's 1048. It, it's basically <laughs> it, to, to remind him of the time his parents died, to my, remind him what his motivation to be Batman is. So then um, she was like, you know, it's not healthy to keep dwe- uh, you know, dwindling on the past like that. And then he goes, we dress up as animals and fight crime on rooftops. And then she's like, 1038? No, 1048. 1048. <laughs> so. You get this panel of them just looking at each other after Batman basically said that we're furries that beat people (laughs) and just kind (laughs) of stared at each other. And then it's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) And then this panel had me laughing. He goes, get out. And then Constantine goes, I didn't say a thing. (laughs) And then he's like, I'm done arguing. What's the point? Be married. Have fun. Enjoy her while she's here. Enjoy the beautiful, if temporary, comforts of love. Have a bloody ball. Live Live the dream. dream. And then he punches Constantine right in the face. Batman punches him. Yeah. 
it's not a Batman issue without having him like sock somebody right in the face. <laughs> so uh, now they're in the Batmobile, and this is like the cringiest panels to me. Uh, he's talking to Selena, and I, I guess they just had a long night of fighting crime. And then she's like, she's wondering what's wrong with him. She's like, you know, he's just saying it's Gotham, but like everything's wrong. But she wants to know what's really wrong with him. He likes slams on the brakes and he goes kiss me and she's like bat what and then she and then he goes kiss me and then she's like bat and he goes now well please just please and then Calvin was like well i do like it when you say please then they kiss and then she goes is that enough and then he goes no never this is like the cringiest dialogue i've ever read that reminded me of twilight oh god it does yeah It's so like it feels like a cringy fan fiction that you see on like Tumblr. Oh my god! Like I understand I was, like, what Don King was going Batman for. Comic. I understand what King. I, yeah, well, I understand. It's canon, but at the same time, it's a dream sequence. So. But I'm saying it came off like so cringy. Like, ugh, God, I hate it. <laughs> uh, Constantine has one of the funniest panels in the elevator where he's trying to light a cigarette in an elevator, and then the guy in the elevator goes with him. You can't light that in here. And then uh, he's like, well, good thing it's not a lighter, is it? And this isn't a cigarette, come to think of it. And this isn't my mouth, and this is an elevator. And we're not in a building. And you're not a person talking to me. Because <laughs> it's all a dream. And then the guy goes, just saying. <laughs> he was so uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, when Constantine gets up to the rooftop, uh, he looks out the door, and he goes, Joker. And we see Bruce holding Selina in his hands, dead on the ground. And she goes, and Batman goes, Sniper, it, it, it was like Dick. I, the Beast, maybe, again, I, I don't know. And then uh, him and Constantine talk on the rooftop. Batman finally admits, like, okay, I'm going to listen to you. He goes, what is this? Yeah, he's like, Constantine says, just another dream becoming just another nightmare, which I love that line at the end, and that's where the issue ends. Yeah, well, Constantine also explains, like, uh, they got you strapped to some machine using Scarecrow's gas to induce this, all this. Whatever came before, whatever comes next, they're trying to drive you bleeding mad. So... Which is which is almost exactly like the Batman the animated series episode. So yeah, this this really page dope. makes me like realize. Okay, now this makes sense. Batman's was knocked out by yeah. Batman was knocked out probably by Thomas Wayne Flashpoint Batman because that's where we saw him last. Yeah, uh, probably has him strapped up to machine using Scarecrow's gas. Batman might be in a coma right now or something. But whatever is happening, they're not letting him wake up until he goes crazy. So first dream was like realizing like. Professor Pig, he's fighting Professor Pig, who ended up being a son. That's kind of showing like how Batman and Damien have been distancing distancing themselves from each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, this dream shows like what would have happened if Batman was happy. He wouldn't be always prepared. Yeah. So yeah, deep. I liked it. So I'm sorry, I liked it. <laughs> I I rereading it now or kind of like flipping through it. I like it more. But at the same time, there's some of the cringiest dialogue I've ever read in my life. So I can't fully say I like it, but I enjoy it more. And I, it does remind me of the Batman the Animated Series episode, which is one of my favorite episodes. Fair. Yeah. I think it's good. I think it has really good moments, like the whole clock scene and the very start with the wedding. Because uh, if you remember in Batman 50, that's how the issue ended, was Batman like waiting, took off his tie, threw it on the ground, and jumped off the roof. Yeah. It's everything that we wanted Batman 50 to be, that Selina shows up at the last minute and surprises us all. Yeah. But it so, wasn't, because <laughs> Tom, like Tom King hates us. It's interesting that Selina got shot, and supposedly like on the same roof where Dick Grayson got shot, So, except yeah. Selina died. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, I give it like an 8. This is a good Tom King Batman issue. 
I'm going to say 6.5. My original score was much lower, so I'll give it a 6.5. That's me coming up. What was your original score, out of curiosity? Like 4, 4.5. I hate the dialogue in this. Well, it's Tom King. Also, I found found Constantine's story in the beginning. Like, why is that even in the book? Yeah, okay, yeah. he, he He talks about his first cigarette and how, like, his mom, like, beat him and how his mom, or how his mom was, like, had a bloody tooth or something. I don't, I don't even know where the story was going. Oh, yeah. It was Because yeah. at, at first, at, at first you don't even know it's Constantine. So I'm like, what the hell is this? What? Like, I, I was like at the time, like, does Tom King just sit down on his computer? Like, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds deep. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Come on now. It, it was yeah. very confusing. I like it better. I like it better upon a reread. Yeah. Okay. That if you didn't sense. like this issue, look back at it. It's not bad. Like like I said, I think this nightmares arc once it's over, I'm gonna reread the whole thing, and I think I'm gonna enjoy it way more. Oh, I think this would, yeah, this would be a good trade actually. Yeah, should be interesting. All right, yeah. uh, that's Batman number sixty three. Our next comic of the week is Justice League number sixteen, New Justice. Uh, Justice League is still this is like the wrap up of the Hawk World, uh, New Thongar. Uh, so Martian Manhunter is trying to connect with the White Martian. Uh, she's dying, and she wants to, she wants to give him all the information of New Thongar or Thongar Prime or whatever it is. Benagar, uh, give give him all the information, all the secrets of the multiverse, including Perpetua. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the meantime, Hawk Girl is fighting Hawk Girl. Yes, you heard that right. Shayera <laughs> uh, is facing Kendra. So Shayera is like a, a Hawk Girl from Thanagarian, but bad. She's one rude dude. And it's not a white Martian. It's a green Martian who's dying. So she looks pale. But it is a green Martian. They say she's a green Martian in this. Yeah. And uh, Kilowog and the Green Lantern Corps are there. They're talking to Jon Stewart. And Kilowog is kind of pissed at Jon. Uh, he's mad that he's kind of like didn't come to Oa for the, you know, to do this. And uh, uh, I mean, I don't blame him. He should have went to Oa to do this. You know, to, you know report yeah, to Kilowog. But yeah, this always happens Stewart- even with Hal Jordan. They're like, why didn't you report this? If I reported it, we wouldn't have a story. Kilowog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there would be no plot. I feel like Jon Stewart was kind of out of character this whole arc. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of Scott Snyder trying to uh, kind of reinvent Jon in a way. Because Jon's kind of boring in the comics, admittedly. Yeah, he so, is. Maybe he's trying to recreate him a little bit. I don't mind it. Um, so, Martian Manhunter is learning more about Perpetua and how... Uh, this was kind of interesting, the dialogue, but it's, like, a lot to take in. But the, like, previous universe, like, I don't even know if I'm fully understanding this, but there's a previous universe, but it's gone now. And then it talks about humans carrying fire and then carrying power. And then I kind of get lost. But then we find out that Martian Manhunter was taken as a baby. And it was like a child. Yeah, yeah, as a child, and they they abducted him to use him, I guess. Yeah, so it, it didn't Martian really Man explain. History. It was more just like really bright flashes of random things that will be explained one day, but not today, kind of thing. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So Hawk Girl and Hawk Girl are still fighting it out. They're duking it out. Kilowog is like, you know, don't make me take you down. But of course, Sh- uh, Shaira has, you know all her hawk bots ready to go in the green lantern corpse uh it's basically flashing between the fight and martian manhunter learning more the white martian is really dying and martian manhunter is like no you can't die um but the white martian gives us hope because the 
the symbol has two meanings. The symbol of we learned in the Legion of Doom issues. It also has a symbol like it could also mean justice. So I like that because justice and Legion of Doom. I don't know. I like the way it ties justice together. League, Legion you of tell Doom, Scott justice Snyder's Doom. got like a grand Scott Snyder's got like a grand plan here. Like this ain't yeah. just a one arc thing. This is like a fifty issue thing, which yeah. I like. Different arcs, but they all connect. Yeah, uh, Shayera break, uh, breaks into Martian Manhunter and the White Martian right as she dies. And right as she dies, Martian Manhunter like absorbs all her like information, I guess, because it's like, he says it's too much, it's too much. And now Shayera is like, oh no, like this can't be happening. Like we need to bring her back to life. I'll, I'll use anything. We need to bring her back to life. The world is destabilizing because the Martian is dying. She was keeping the world stable. So um, Martian Manhunter saves Shayera's life, and uh, when he does that, I guess all of like Hawkworld kind of disappears around her because it was all a figment of her mind. I guess like she yeah, made it in her mind. They started in- to not feel so good, including her husband Carter. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they actually turn to ash. It actually does look like the end of Infinity War. <laughs> uh, Cartar Katar dies, and she she was like, "I don't want to say goodbye she, again," okay. which was actually kind of emotional. He didn't die. It was like a fright. It was he basically a construct. That wasn't a real Cartar. I don't think he even ever talked once. <laughs> no, he didn't. They, none of the people had dialogue except for Shaira. So all these yeah. other Hawk people were just like basically constructs of her yeah. imagination. But they could take a hit. And so they, as yeah. like things started to happen, they all started to kind of vanish. And you see Kartar goes completely still and no emotion at all. And Shaira puts her hand on his cheek and he just doesn't flinch. Like, so. Yeah. Uh, then Starman and the Justice and the Trinity show up, and then uh, I like this moment because Kilowog goes power. Yeah, okay, yeah, this is a big thing. <laughs> this is a big thing. So got- a portal opens up first off to Earth, and the Trinity comes out. And Starman, who's the old guy from five issues ago, old guy from yeah, the future, like who is basically uh, nerfed Doctor Manhattan. It seems like basically, yeah. And there's a funny Batman line where uh, Martian Manhunter asks the Trinity how they got there, and Wonder Woman says, he could hear you, John, all the way across the universe. He has the power of the totality inside of him, burning bright as a star, and Batman goes, hence the name. And Wonder Woman just whispers like, Bruce. Because he's Starman. <laughs> ba- ba- Justice League Batman is much funnier than Tom King's Batman. <laughs> I don't even think Batman was trying to be funny there, too. <laughs> he was just saying, like, that's why he's called Starman. Wonder Woman's like, yeah. just shut up. <laughs> Starman like absorbs the readings off of uh, the wings of Hawkgirl, which looked it was like really dope art. I love the way they did this. It almost looked like a Green Lantern construct, like the way he had his power. Yeah, it was all green. Um, and then he like I thought actually for a second that they were gonna make Shire just like the soul and of Kendra, like that he gave her the soul, but no, she's like her own person, which is pretty cool. And she basically, asked, like, with, did you just rip my soul out and give it to her? It's like, no. Yeah. And, and then, like, Starman says that Thangar Prime has an important role to play in what's to come. Uh, there's still thousands of living Thangarians on this world, and you're going to lead them. So I was like, oh, that's cool. She gets a happy ending. She gets to lead her own people. Mm. If You know, you know, she doesn't turn out to be a full villain. Yeah. So, yeah. She's more just misunderstood. And then Martian... Yeah, Martian Manhunter uh, still like they're like, did you learn it? Did you learn what you need to? Batman asks him, and then he says, "Yes, I suppose I did." There's someone I need to find, someone who might be, uh, be the key to tipping the scale back to justice. And he gets like a, a flash of himself as a child, and In then a cage uh, Starman or in a jar. 
Yeah, yeah. Indiana Jar. Then Starman ends the issue saying that he could see things. They're starting to line up perfectly. You're finally ready to fulfill your cosmic destiny. It's time to fix the source wall, which I was like, hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And that's where the issue ends. So uh, this was like what a three, uh, I think three issue arc. Just starring Martian Manhunter, Hawkgirl, and Jon Stewart. Uh, yeah. I didn't like it. <laughs> Did you? Uh, not really. Not my favorite. I mean, I mean, it was okay, but like, I don't know. I didn't care for it. Like, I could have done without these issues, to be honest. It's just you have this whole team of the Justice League, and I'm just Martian Manhunter is great, John Stewart's great, Hawk Girl's great, but I prefer the other members. So yeah, ag- agreed. It was like these. I just felt like this probably didn't have to be three issues either. Like I felt like it kind of dragged on a little bit. It could have been one. <laughs> like, yeah, like like these three issues are probably the weakest of the entire run, in my opinion. I I read a comment on Reddit saying, uh, "If you're a big fan of Hawk Girl, this is a great arc." If you're a fan of Martian Manhunter, this is a great arc. If you're a fan of Jon Stewart, this is a terrible arc. And <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think out of all those characters, I prefer Martian Manhunter, but I prefer the Green Lantern mythos more. So, I didn't really like how Jon was like dis- fighting the Green Lantern Corps. I didn't That's more like of a Cal's thing to do. Yeah, like I see Hal doing that on a frustration, but not John Stewart. John, you were leading the core less than a year ago. Yeah, yeah. I agree. They did kind of. I'm happy that they mentioned that in this issue. Killalog was just like, "Why are you fighting us? Like you were leading us before. I thought you didn't like Earth anymore." And John was saying like, "I had to find out who I am," kind of thing. So it, John's basically saying that there's a reason why I'm on the league, and it's not because the men in the sky wanted me to be in it. Scott Snyder. Yeah, <laughs> there's a reason why he's on the league. So, I mean, I didn't really. The art wasn't bad, but it just we just got off George Jim's art, who's so good. So yeah, yeah, agreed. I'm uh, what do you rate the, the issue? I, I rate it like a six. I, I yeah, I'd also go like six. I just you know, not a great issue. But yeah, yeah. that's uh, Justice League number sixteen. All right, next on the list are some comics that JD didn't actually read, and I didn't reach Zam, but he didn't read Avengers and Aquaman, so I'm going to review them real quick. JD actually had a super secret government meeting or something. I don't know. It's for school or something. He, You know, we're in college, and he just quickly messaged me like, I got to run. I'll be back real soon. So he'll be back in a bit. So in the meantime, I'll re- review the comics that he did not read starting with aquaman number 44 quick little recap so we left off aquaman kind of has no memories uh if you remember back in justice league dang it i forget the arc what it was called drowned earth that's it drowned earth at the end of drowned earth aquaman and black manta they disappeared through a portal in like a giant kraken in the sky no one knows where they are no one on earth knows where they are so we're doing a whole like rick grayson style arc i say rick grayson because Dick Grayson lost his memories and thinks he's Rick Grayson. Well, Aquaman lost his memories and thinks he's Andy. Last name? Unknown. So he goes by Andy now and he's on this weird beach thing and there's like tribal people kind of like helping him out. Arthur. Andy Curry is kind of like helping them out. He's chopping firewood. He's doing basically the heavy lifting because he's buff. And we ended off last issue. uh, There's trying to remember what happened, but basically he went in the water to save someone being carried away from a tide during a storm and the water kind of opened for him so he's like am i some sort of sea god or something and so we're gonna find out what's happening with that so 
when we left off, that's what happened. And now we start this issue with Mura. No, I, I didn't think we see Mura at all in the series, but yeah, she's uh, she has this huge crown on because she is Queen of Atlantis until Aquaman gets back, I guess. Well, Aquaman hasn't been king in a while, but she's Queen of Atlantis. She's voted for that. And so she's basically making like a water construct of Arthur's face. And she says it's really good writing where it says like, uh, I have a powerful gift. Uh, I can transcend, transcend the illusion and separation extends from beyond the, for the, for the limitations of body found in water. I can't speak. That's a lot of big words. <laughs> She basically makes a construct of Aquaman that gets interrupted by someone being like, Queen Mura, your majesty, it pleases you. May I give the court some idea of how much longer they'll be waiting? And Mura's like, oh yeah, I'm a queen. So she's got to do council meetings and stuff, but she just misses Arthur. She doesn't know where Arthur is, but all she knows is he's alive out there, but we don't know where. Mura believes she's alive. A lot of people think he's dead. Like the whole Justice League assumes he's dead, but they're still looking. Um... Back to the village of an unspoken water, which is where we're calling this place, I guess. Arthur's just helping out people by, like, cutting wood. He's trying to ask everyone, who am I? And there's this lady being like, I can't tell you that, because, you know, you got to figure out for yourself who you are. She's like, no, sh shut up. Like, who am I? That water opened for me. I'm clearly not just some guy named Andy that cuts wood. It's like, guess not. Uh, I don't know your true name or where you come from, Andy, but I wish I did. And I wish you could... Sh you ah! I wish you can feel no pain. Sorry, this is weird. Doing the podcast with the co-host. I'm talking a lot. Okay, anyways. Cut back and uh, basically he's trying to talk to everyone. He talks to the woman he saved named Arusio. No, that's not her name. That's what Arthur calls himself sometimes to her. Anyways, he's trying to be like, hey, what's up? She's cutting rabbits because she's cooking. And she's just like, Kate, hey, look, I don't know who you are. Get out. And he's like, all right, I'm leaving. Cut over, just going to quickly recap, cuts to night and all the tribe people are by a campfire or more of a bonfire on the on the beach. And as the sun sets, the fire grows and they start talking. The first one says, okay, I'm never going to get this name right because it's long and I think it's supposed to be hard to pronounce, but I'm going to try. I am Chachutiliku Akoya Kayatikchitei Maltakuiti. Try saying that ten times fast. Uh, and she says, like a beloved ocean, I had many names and many faces. I am goddess of the sea and storm. And you see in the distance, Arthur Aquaman watching them. Next guy gets a torch, puts in the fire, says, I am Talalok, god of rain and water. I give life and I take it. Thunder and hail answers to my call. It shows uh, like a scrawny looking guy, but through the reflection of the fire, you see this beast with this husk and controlling dragons and lightning. Next guy, he looks kind of like a tribal man, says, I am Kamagwe, god of the mysterious undersea. He seeks me and I consume all that ails him. He finds me and I show him what I cannot be. And in the reflection of the fire, you see like this kraken with tons of eyes. Next person, I am Anakable, god of sea and hunt. My wrath is fierce and my counsel is wise. In the reflection, you see a war person crying out, with, wearing like a skull on his head and an army of uh, boats just going forward. We see this for about 10 different people saying, like regular looking people saying something, but in the reflection of the fire, you see this warrior or this creature. They all say like things like, I am Rupin, god of the sea and bounty. I am Tanagora. Uh, I am Master Ogwe. I am Manikimikar. I mean, these are hard to pronounce names, but they're saying things, and Arthur's watching this, and then Arthur goes down, and 
they say, place your offering on the fire, Andy. And he, he's holding firewood. So he puts the fire in the water, in the fire, because that's all he has. And this great green burst happens. Aquaman goes flying back. Uh, it starts raining suddenly, and Aquaman's looking. They, everyone starts to hold hands. The lightning's going everywhere. It's very intense. It's very The art's very well animated here. Like, I could see this happening. Uh, these people come up. They said they're gods and goes, sorry, Andy. And he looks at them, and then they grab his head and shove him in the water. And Aquaman starts screaming. He starts fighting back, going, let go of me. And they will hold him in the water, hold him in the water, shove his face into the ocean. He goes to scream, and he breathes in. It wasn't fear. It was the fear of living. Of leaving, sorry. Oh, I messed up my badass dialogue. It was the fear of leaving. And Aquaman breathes in the water as Aquaman. Not as Andy, as Aquaman. The end. Aquaman 44, super good, surprisingly, because this arc looked like it was going to suck, but that was awesome. And I just, I love how they're getting right to the point. I was afraid the writer would pull Rick Grayson and be like, first issue, amnesia, second issue, amnesia, third issue, struggling with amnesia, fourth issue, a hint of getting his amnesia back, then they take it away. But no, first issue of Aquaman, amnesia, second issue, straight to the point, finding out who he truly is. This is this arc apparently is going to last seven uh Seven issues, so I'm guessing the third one will be him kind of getting to know his powers again, and then it's going to be the journey home or something like that. So I'm looking forward to it. Good job. Uh, Dick Connick, the writer for Aquaman. Uh, next issue that JD didn't really... Oh, wait. First, uh, I give that issue like a solid 8.5. Maybe a 9. No, I'll say 8.5. It was really good. It might be my pick of the week, actually. Next up uh, for Marvel Comics, number 13 of the Avengers. It's a flash back way way flashback to one million years ago uh this is the second time marvel's done this where they do like a flashback to during the caveman years of like one million bc or something and uh the first one was about ghost rider of during caveman times and how he became ghost rider this one's about iron fist and how the first iron fist was made and it was in kung lung was like a new city where people knew kung fu this lady she left the city to teach cavemen how to fight because why not uh apparently that's a great big mistake because that's like the punishment to that is death by dragon so uh she's being punished she seems kind of bored about it because she's like i don't care what i did but then they kill uh the people come lung end up killing all their all her caveman friends that she turned to that she taught to fight sorry if i'm hard to understand there uh so she decides no that's awful uh just kill me then and she breaks out her chains and she starts fighting the guards being like i'm gonna die today but I'm not going to die without a fight. She jumps down to the dragon and punches it right in the head. And that actually got her powers. She gained her powers from that because she beat the dragon. You know, to become Iron Fist, you beat the dragon. She did that just with a single punch. One punch! Uh, her fists start to glow and she becomes the Iron Fist. But that still banishes her, banishes her from Kung Long because back then people didn't know what the Iron Fist meant. So, Bye! Uh, so, you know how Danny Rand Iron Fist got the dragon tattoo kind of like on his chest? She got it on the back of her hand. It looks very cool, actually. Uh, she travels around, she fights, uh, some wolves, she's trying to survive in the mountains, and eventually she shaves her head except for a little part, a little Jedi ponytail. So, she looks pretty cool. I mean, she kind of wears, like, rags for clothing, because, you know, she's caveman times, and her fists glow, and she looks very monk-like. Uh... There's this really cool panel where it shows her with the open hand by fire, then the hand starting to close and it's raining, then when it comes fully enclosed, it's glowing. So, great art in this. Uh, 
a snake we go to like where she's just like meditating by a campfire at night and the snake comes up called mephisto he tries talking to her and she like cuts his head off and every time she does a move it says like what the move is called so she does the drunken moon goose knife hand and later on she does the blizzard tend all bones to kill the snake uh but every time the, the snake dies another snake comes out of the fire and it's the same snake just talking to her being like you shouldn't save the cave people you should conquer them become queen of the monkeys and she's like no that sounds bad you're bad so she after that night she stopped using campfires she decided you know what i can deal with this cold so interesting uh we cut to um just real quick there's a fight with a with someone called the ape king who's basically king kong and king kong is really mad and burns stuff and so she starts to fight him because uh, he started burning things the great ape because the snake came to him and went like you could become king of the people i guess and he's just like, oh, that sounds good. I could control. So the snake ended up being able to conquer this ape by, like, creating all this fire and making the ape all mad with power. And she goes, to, they fights the iron, the new Iron Fist, or I guess the old Iron Fist, and she ends up beating him. Later on, the snake goes to the ape and be like, you're not good. dead. Get up. I'll give you more power. Follow me. Goes to a cave, and inside the cave, there's the, the Infinity Stone. The purple Infinity Stone. The Power Stone. So, the great ape uses the power stone, and half his body becomes, like, uh, almost diamond-like, but purple. It's very solid, and they fight. Uh, the Iron Fist goes to fight him, and the Iron Fist ends up losing big time. They they're go to punch, and their fists interlock, and she goes flying. It's this beautiful purple explosion panel, and she's like, Okay, he has something that I can't beat, which is the Infinity Stone. Eventually, uh, I guess she kind of runs off. I guess we don't see her beat it. But she runs off. She goes back to Kung Lung. And the people there are just like, you know what? It's been 10 years. You could come back into the city. You were no longer banished here. You were All your crimes have been basically expired. You can come back to the city and join us. And she's like, you know what? No, I'm not coming back. I have something worth fighting for right here. And that fight has just begun. Last panel shows her walking away, and as she, we look into the sky as she's walking away, you see the very first Avengers team with, like, the first Black Panther, the first Doctor Strange, the first, uh, oh, Thor, I guess is Odin, and she looks up into the sky and walks away. That's the end of the issue. So, yeah, this was Avengers number 13. I guess every six or seven issues, they kind of do, like, a, what were the first Avengers like? So this was just the origin story of the very first Iron Fist. I dug it. And yeah, I give it like a 7. I mean, it wasn't amazing, but it was good. It was enjoyable. I like the inclusion of the Power Stone. So yeah, uh, next comic is Shazam number 2, which I did not read because I forgot to pick it up. I forgot it was in comics, in comic stores today. So with that being said, uh, I'm going to stand my fingers and JD will be back. Hello there, JD is back. Uh, <laughs> I'm here to review Shazam Number two, because Hunter didn't buy it this week because he didn't know it was out. Damn Oops. you, Jeff Johns, and your delays. <laughs> Oops. Uh, Shazam, number two. Not much happens, but it's Jeff Johns, so of course it's going to be a good issue. Uh, the Shazam kids, where we left off last, were in the train station. I'm, I'm not going to get into too many spoilers because Hunter hasn't read it. Basically, they're in the train station, and uh, they're like kind of half of them want to go on adventuring. The other half don't want to. Billy is like kind of on the fence. Uh, Mary is kind of like, no, nah, no, nah, we shouldn't do that. She's like the older one, so it makes sense. Uh, they end up on the train. It, tra- it teleports them to a place that is described as like Disneyland on steroids. <laughs> uh, it- it's a pretty cool looking amusement park. Um, in between this, we're getting Dr. Savannah at the doctor's office. 
pretty ironic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Dr. Zavanna, he's pretty, you know, he's going to be the villain of the Shazam movie, so I'm assuming they want to build him up a little more in the comics. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, when, when they get to the amusement park, Billy says, holy moly, which I love because that's like an iconic Captain Marvel line from like the 90s. So yeah, it's cool. Holy moly. Um, at the amusement park, like they, they decide they're going to spend an hour there. They split up into teams of two because there's six of them. And uh, yeah, they go on like teacups that are like faster than the flash uh you know like uh roller coasters that have so many loop-de-loops uh candy all over the place and then for some reason there was some kid running away from little kids yelling happy birthday at him i didn't really get that but i'm assuming it'll be explained next issue and then uh a a villain shows up at the end surprise surprise i won't say who it is um as for the dr savannah stuff uh he tells the doctor that um, the doctor like asks him like, "Oh, what are you a doctor of?" And he's like, "Many things: physics, archaeology, magic." And then the guy laughs at him, and then he, yeah, he doctors Zavanna's his ass. And uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. So yeah, they're setting up Doctor Zavanna. They're setting up a surprise villain at the end, and overall solid issue. Really cool art, and I'll give it an eight out of ten. Nice. Bam. Quick little Review. recap. Nice. Uh, yeah, I try to keep it quick. Um, and now that is the end of our comics of the week, but not the end of the episode just yet, because, well, we are going to do a character of the week. Our character of the week is Black Panther. Makes sense. Black Panther, he got nominated for an Oscar. and He uh, got nominated for a lot of Oscars. (laughs) For a lot of Oscars. Uh, we'll talk about how we were introduced to the character, uh, something, I don't know, we like about, I don't know what we do for this character. What we like about the character and where we see him going in the future, I guess. Yeah, um, I'll start. I was introduced to Black Panther in some Marvel cartoon that I can't place my tongue on right now. I don't remember, but it, it was in, like an older Marvel cartoon from like probably the mid two thousands, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool. He's a king." Uh, but I didn't really get into the character until I started like actually reading comics. Uh, he popped up in like some Avengers books or some, maybe some like crossovers with Captain America or Iron Man, whatever I was reading, you know, at the time. And uh, but I was still never really big into him, and I guess I'm still not really big into him. Uh, I never read any of his solo series, although from what I've heard, the Christopher Priest run, uh, writer of Deathstroke currently, and he wrote Justice League a little while back. I've heard that uh, the Christopher Priest Black Panther run is like kind of like the iconic, like you know, best Black Panther run. So I guess I'll have to check that out eventually. And um, I, like I said earlier, I wasn't the biggest fan of the movie. I thought it was kind of mediocre, but. It's cool. He's a cool character. Yeah, it, um, it is pretty comic- mediocre, but that doesn't mean it's like a. It's not a bad movie. I mean, yeah, it's got a really great villain, and I thought it had a pretty good score. And like, there's things I like about the movie. I just think overall, it's kind of mediocre. Um, I love in the comics in the current Avengers run, he is the leader of the Avengers. I think that's awesome, and I think that really fits him. Yeah. And yeah, where I see him going, um, I mean, I guess still leader of the Avengers, hopefully. And yeah, hopefully some good development in the Avengers series. And yeah, that's about it. Okay, Hunter, cool. take it away. <laughs> yeah, I was also introduced to Black Panther, Black Panther through a mystery cartoon that I do not remember. Uh, I mean, yeah, it was old. I could remember it. It kind of had like the Brave and the Bold style. Five and the Brave and the Bold, if I remember correctly. Similar to that, I'd say early 2000s, maybe even late 90s. And yeah, I thought it was cool. And then as a kid, I, uh, I was really into X-Men. And so I remember finding out, I don't know how I found out, but I found out Black Panther and Storm were married. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. She's married to a king. That makes her like a queen. And then I was super into that. But I was more to Storm than I was Black Panther. Because I was more of an X-Men fan. 
later on, uh, I was introduced to him through comics and whatnot, just comic knowledge and whatnot. I haven't read a solo series either. I've read the first issue of Christopher Priest's run, and I didn't continue. I don't know why. It's not that I didn't like the run. I just I wanted to check it out, and I was like, that was pretty good. And on to Batman. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> besides that, um, I love the character. I think he's a great character. Uh, his movie... While some say May is overrated, I do agree it's a little bit overrated. I don't think it deserves all the Oscar nominations, like I said before. But I do like the movie. I think the character's fantastic. I like the villain a lot in the movie. Even the side characters. Even Claw is good. So yeah, it's a, I wish he was in it longer. Me too. It's a great movie. Uh, I like Black Panther a lot. I hope he has a big role in the MCU in the future. And I'm glad he's the leader of the Avengers. And I can see that even happening in MCU in like maybe seven years from now. It if definitely we, could. Yeah, I like. I hope he stays as the Avengers leader in the comics too. Uh, we're seeing him going in the future in the comics. I hope still leader of the Avengers and the movies. Hopefully, still strong. I hope he gets a trilogy. I think a Black Panther trilogy would be good movie wise. But yeah, Black Panther. If the, sequ- if the sequel included Namor, because him and Namor have always had like a infamous rivalry, that would uh, cool. be cool to see on screen. I, although I don't think they own the rights to Namor, but I could be wrong. Uh, it's kind of like a whole Spider-Man ideal as far as I know, where, like, they do and they don't. Okay. It would be cool to see him for a sequel. It would, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the show. Yeah, alright, uh, thank you for listening to A Hero Story. If you're listening on iTunes, which hopefully we're, this episode is on iTunes, because for some reason last week's episode was not on iTunes. I apologize yeah, for that. Yeah, sorry really sure about what uh, but we'll yeah, oh, if you're listening on iTunes, we appreciate a five-star review. It helps with the rankings over there. For Hero Story, I'm JD. I'm Hunter, and thanks for being a hero. And remember, every second is a gift. Bye. Bye.